Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman. And I'm Captain Claire Allman. Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre here in the UK. Each episode is a recording of the Bible message that would normally be shared during the Sunday worship service. While we are unable to meet together for worship, we will publish our podcasts at 10am every Sunday morning and you can also see daily videos on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. It's good to have you share with us and as you listen now we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Hello everybody, it's Major Edgar here and I'm glad to be able to share with you in this way. It's rather a new medium to me, but uh, I commend all those who have made it possible over the weeks of lockdown. Very strange to be preaching without a congregation in front of me, but I hope you'll find some challenge and encouragement in the message that the Lord has given me. I want to read some verses to you from a new translation, the Passion Translation, and this is Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5. Lord, direct me throughout my journey so I can experience your plans for my life. Reveal the life paths that, you are, pleasing, that are pleasing to you. Escort me along the way. Take me by the hand and teach me. For you are the God of my increasing salvation. I have wrapped my heart into yours. Uh, during the lockdown period, uh, I have usually listened and watched the service on the BBC on Sunday mornings, and sadly that has now stopped and they're not doing that anymore, and I'm sad about that. But on Sunday the 26th of April, uh, the Right Reverend Rose Hudson Wilkin, whom I met a couple of years ago in, uh, in the Zells, she spoke in the Sunday service on the BBC from Hereford Cathedral on the Road to Emmaus story and took as her theme journeys, journeys. Uh, that thought struck a chord with me and has remained with me and actually came to me again in preparation for this message. We've certainly been on quite a journey over the last few months. The writer uh, Fran Pratt expressed it like this. God, in the past months we have been tested and tried, we have been given joys and pains in their measure, and laughter and sadness in their measure. Now we look forward into the next period, a new leg of our journey, knowing that not everything will be easy. Joy and pain, laughter and sadness will meet us in turn. Help us to live in the next leg, leg of our journey with tension, with compassion, with kindness toward all, with purpose, with a sense of calm, with gratitude. And whatever storms we must navigate, whatever roads we must travel, be present with us on the journey. Speak to us of your mercy, speak to us of your love, that we may in turn speak mercy and love into the world. I think we can all say Amen to that. Before Christians came to be called Christians in Antioch, they were called a people of the way. Pope John Paul II entitled his book, 
in 2004, Rise, Let Us Be On Our Way. The Spanish poet Antonio Macaro wrote, Caminante no he camino, se hace camino al andar. That translates into wayfarer, there is no way. You make the way as you go. Can I repeat that? Wayfarer, there is no way. You make the way as you go. Years ago we used to sing, I know the Lord will make a way for me. If I live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. So we are a people on the way, and we make the way as we go. And only those who are on the way aren't in the way. Life is a journey, and the joy of the journey comes from finding uh, unknown truths, exploring, exploring strange new lands, and searching for better worlds. Journeys bring us home fitter, with clearer minds, and much wider perspectives on life, and with windows that make us look at life through the squint of self-honesty and humility. Journeys invite all sorts of irritations and interruptions, hardships and discomforts. In fact, the English word travel comes from the French word travail, which means to suffer. Perhaps you feel that you've had to suffer somewhat over the past few months of this virus. But I would remind you that even during this time of self-isolation, we, the people of God, have still been on our Christian journey. I hope we have learned to bring our church experience into our house. The poet says, The church is not a building. The church is not a steeple. The church is not a resting place. The church is a people. Now, as salvationists, we know that the church is not a building. We don't have many fine buildings. We have no grand cathedrals. Our halls are very utilitarian and there for service, really. So the church is a people. The Greek word translated church, ecclesia, never refers to a building or structure in the New Testament. Nowhere in the New Testament does anyone say, let's go to church. The church is no civic centre, no social club, no encounter group, not simply a Sunday morning meeting place. The church is the body of Christ, the holy nation, the royal priesthood, or as Carl Henry puts it, the new society of the twice-born. So as the church is corporate, and we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, as the scripture says, and I hope we can all come together very soon in this place and worship together in our normal way, it is still possible to worship God and engage in prayer anywhere, even in lockdown. We often hear Christians say that they are waiting on God, and I get that, but waiting on God is not a ministry. Someone has said, God can't drive a parked car. Can I repeat that? God can't drive a parked car. We must be constantly on our journey. The perception of the church as a building seems to me to be only a symptom of a much broader problem, an identity crisis. 
not only do we see the church as bricks and mortar, we also misunderstand its character and its biblical purpose and mission. We even have trouble defining what the church is or what it is supposed to do. I suggest to you that the church's primary focus must always be on developing the character of its people. All too often it focuses on action at the expense of character, on doing rather than being. Now, just as there are no perfect Christians this side of eternity, so there are no perfect churches, not even Birmingham Citadel. Even the early church in Jerusalem had its problems. The very first missionary team broke up because of dissension between Paul and Barnabas. Young Eutychus fell asleep during one of Paul's sermons, yes, Paul's sermons, and dropped out of a third-story window. I hope that won't happen to anybody listening today. We certainly face such challenges in today's church. Some so-called Christians forsake our assemblies. That may happen even more when this pandemic is over. I certainly hope not. When they do gather, they offer empty words of devotion. They sing hymns devoid of meaning. Their thoughts wander during prayer. They glibly promise, I'll pray for you. But do they ever really pray for that person? We must be careful not to trivialise the holy. So what do you think is the purpose of the church? Is it here to worship, to evangelise, to grow? Is it here to feed the hungry, house the homeless? The list goes on and on and on and on. It's no surprise that non-believers don't really know much about the church's identity or mission when Christians themselves are undergoing a widespread identity crisis. If the church is perceived as a building, a place one goes to for weddings, funerals, or to drop in as it suits our fancy, uh, then it should not surprise us that many people think they can live well enough without the church. The hard truth is that all too often we have substituted an institutionalised religion for the life-changing dynamic of a living faith. For most of us, the church is the building where we assemble once a week and church growth has come to refer more to location and marketing than to the place where we build men and women in spiritual maturity and move them to commitment and sacrifice. Understanding the nature and character of the church is absolutely vital. And then our church can proceed out of who we are as God's people. We cannot give what we do not have. And we cannot impart values that we do not hold. But to bring hope and truth to a needy world, and it's becoming a needier world every day, the church must be the church. As Ernest Southcote wrote, the holiest moment of the church service is the moment when God's people go out of the church door into the world to be the church. We don't go to church, we are the church. Can I repeat that? The holiest moment of the church 
of the church service is the moment when God's people go out of the church door into the world to be the church. We don't go to church, we are the church. The church is the Lord's and we need to know once again the fear of the Lord, that overwhelming, compelling awe and reverence of a holy God. And filled with that awe, we can face a hostile world. For the church to come alive, it needs to resolve its identity crisis, to stand on truth, to renew its vision, and more than anything else, it needs to recover the fear of the Lord. I believe that only that will give us the holy abandon that will cause us to be the church, no matter what the culture around us says or does. Scripture tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The songwriter Don Mon writes, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide, hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. We'll listen to that song in just a moment and do allow it to come as both an encouragement and a challenge throughout the difficult times we're living through. Until we're able to meet here in corporate worship, may God protect you and keep you safe and well on your Christian journey.
together here's our benediction go with confidence into the days ahead trusting in God's unfailing love and faithfulness God will not abandon you for you are the work of his hands his own creation and his love endures forever so go in joy to love and serve the Lord amen Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. So you don't miss any further recordings, please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation. This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.